Welcome back to Senior Living Marketing Success. In this episode, Dallas and I talk about everything you need to know and everything you need to do in order to determine your ad budget. No more guessing, no more just throwing money at a different ad avenue. We give you a framework that works so you can stop guessing and start winning. Welcome back to Senior Living Marketing Success. It has been a few weeks since Dallas and I just had an episode uh, to ourselves because we have had some really fantastic guests. Uh, it's It's been a lot of fun to interview some people who know different sides to senior living and especially senior living marketing, uh, from a senior living photographer to a, a VP of marketing for a company that's got 30 plus communities. Uh, we've had a lot of great insight, but we really wanted to to... Uh, jump back on and and have an episode about some uh, numbers that can help you stop your guesswork. So Dallas, it's so good to uh, have you back on and and get rolling on this again. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome, man. You know, and, and, you know, we talk about, um, especially when I'm on a call with a community or, 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 you know, somebody that, that wants to know more about our tour method and we start talking about predictability I get a lot of like, what kind of looks yeah. like, how can you predict, how can you predict this? Right. And, um, and, and, and it really, even on those calls, we don't have time typically to really dig into this, like what we're going to talk about here today. So I, I think that as much great content as we've put out there on these podcasts, this may be the biggest one yet uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how do you do it? Uh, and so I hope you guys enjoy this one. Yeah, this is going to be, I think it's going to hopefully clarify um, maybe just kind of the, the mindset and approach to, you know, what do I need to be looking for? What, what kind of numbers, what specific metrics uh, do I need to try and look at? Is it, do I just spend a bunch of money on Facebook ads and Google ads and just hopefully the phone starts ringing a little more? Uh, or is there a, a better method to do that? And we're going to talk about that better well, method see, I, today. And I think that's why it's so important that even if you are hiring someone like us to do it, you have to understand how these numbers work, right? Uh, you have to understand the why. And, and that's why, you know, when people say, well, you can't predict that. Well, if all you've done in your community in the past is the traditional marketing, um, I guess, pieces, right? Like, like, the, like radio, print, uh, events. All those things can work, right? Um, but they're not very predictable because they're not. You can't break down every step of the way in that customer journey. Whereas with digital, you can. Like we we get to a point, especially after three to six months of doing this, you will know for each community what it looks like, right? Yeah. And so, and so, what we mean by that is, let's say that you you want four move-ins a month, right? You you want digital to generate four move-ins per month. So the first thing you have to do is say, okay, what's our close ratio? If we need four move-ins, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is going to vary um, uh, widely if you have like a larger percentage of uh, uh, independent living. Sorry, my brain brain was zoned out there for a second. If you've got more independent living, then your closed time is going to be a little longer, usually. Yes. Not always, but usually, yep. right, from what we've seen. 
Um, whereas if you're doing more of the skilled nursing and whatnot, those are more of an immediate need. Like if they tour it and they like it, it's going to be faster. So, so let's say that you need four move-ins in a community that does have some, some independent living. That's the example that we're using today. And so their close ratio is in a one month rolling period, uh, is, is a little lower than some. So let's say they get four move-ins. You need to give 20 tours. Okay. So in order to give 20 tours, how many inquiries do we need on your website? So for our example, to get 20 tours, you're going to need about 50 inquiries. All right. And to get 50 inquiries, and by the way, what we mean by inquiry is they booked a tour on your website or they downloaded your pricing guide or they downloaded your PDF about you know, how to deal with a, an aging parent, um, yeah. whatever valuable content, right? Like Luke, what are some other examples of some inquiries you've, you've, you've put together for our, our partners? Yeah. Uh, like a few of them would be, um, Oh, like a, a winter safety checklist for your home. Uh, and that's an interesting one because especially if independent, if you're in independent living or you're offering that, then having people sit down and see, I've got to do, you know, this many things to take care of my home in the winter, Compared to, you know, if I lived in this community, then uh, I wouldn't have to take care of these things. I mean, others offer like uh, pricing calculators, different things like that, where they're still offering their information, but they're getting some kind of value back. Um, so those are just a couple of, exa right. of examples. If you want some more insight on, on some, uh, some great downloads for your website, just reach out to me and be happy to offer some input. And so to get those 50 inquiries... How many visitors do you need to the website, right? And these, these are all numbers that we will track. So in order for, for, for this community example we're using, for them to get 50 inquiries, we need to get about 1,200 people to their website, right? Yeah. It's, it's about a 4% uh, click. Uh, Click-through rate is what it's called, right? So if, if, if we get, uh, for round numbers, let's say if we get 1,000 people and we want 50 downloads, that would be a 5% click through conversion rate. rate right Luke yeah conversion rate yep. yes thank you uh so five percent conversion rate and so in order to get those 1200 visitors how many eyeballs do we have to get it in front of Luke how's that work yeah so it you're just talking about impressions yeah yeah um it, it really depends, and it depends on your the population of the area you're in. Uh, depends on the number of seniors within that population. But let me give you a couple of tools where you can go and research that to find it for where you're located. Um, and, and you can find out this information without spending a single penny on, a, on an ad. So if I were you, I would go to Facebook and, and go to Facebook Ads Manager within Facebook. And when you... Create, create an ad, you put in some kind of a daily budget, uh, you give the ad a specific goal, it will tell you how many people are going to see that every day. Uh, it's an estimated numbers, usually it's a range, and it's going to tell you how many people actually will click on that ad. It's it's kind of a range. So usually I just take kind of the average in so the they do. So they do a lot of that work for you. Facebook right? does a lot of that work for you. And then if you adjust the budget, you know, if you put in $5 a day and it's going to show the ad to... You know, 
2,000 people, you might put in $7 a day and that number will go up and then obviously the number of clicks will go up. So Facebook's gonna do that work for you. Google Ads has a very similar tool to that. So however many impressions you need, it's gonna differ for everybody. But there are some tools out there that can kind of give you a heads up on exactly what you need to spend to get these numbers that Dallas has been talking about. And so when you say for, for, for this example that we're using, you said to get those 1,200 visitors, the, the monthly ad spend was about $2,000. Yeah. So do you know what that you know what that cost per click was for that two thousand uh, dollars? Like how many visitors that generated? I actually don't off the top of my head, but if you keep talking, I can find it while you're talking. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I I think I can do the math real fast here too. Okay. So we spent two thousand dollars, and we got twelve um, twelve hundred. Yep. So it's about a dollar a dollar sixty five per click. Yeah. That sound about right. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's going backwards, right? Instead of just saying, Hey, we need four move-ins. When you, when you have a digital strategy like this, you can actually map this out and say, okay, uh, four move-ins by the way, should be generating around an average of 16 to $20,000 per month, right? Four to $5,000 per month on average. Um, so you're telling me to get four to four, to get four move-ins and generate 16 to $20,000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. You can do this for an average of somewhere between two and three thousand dollars of ad spend a month. Yep. Right? Like that's a that's a profitable equation. If you say, hey, I can spend three thousand or even four thousand and make sixteen to twenty, that's still a very, very good equation. And so when people say, Oh, well, two thousand dollars of ads, that's expensive. Well, not running those two thousand dollars worth of ads is way more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Because the absolute most expensive kind of marketing you can do is guessing. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing only referrals and traditional media and, you know, events only, some of that, especially events, events is probably the most similar to digital because you can build these equations out and know like, hey, if we get 200 people to this event, we're going to get 10 tours. And if we get 10 tours, we're going to close two or three of them. Like whatever those numbers look like, that's probably the most similar um, to digital, uh, as opposed to the others, uh, referrals, it's completely out of your hand, right? Like you can, you can touch base with doctors, you can touch base with social workers, you can do all that. But at the end of the day, it's really out of your hands. You can't manage that. Um, yeah. am I right, Luke? No, you're, you're exactly right. Okay, so I mean, there, there's things you can do to, you know, um, obviously increase the number of people that, that come to events and things like that. But a lot of things are just out of your control. So now let's go back the other direction and talk about, okay, once we do have those, let's just say we, we, we showed our ad to 10,000 people in order to get the 1,200 clicks. So now how do we get those 10,000 people to click on those, those, those ads, right? And that, this is where your targeting and your messaging are absolutely critical, right? You've got to have your targeting down. You've got to have your messaging down. That's one of the things that we do uh, really well with our partners. Uh, when I come in and, and do the story brand framework with them and then hand that off to you to use on the targeting, this is when we can get really, really efficient uh, on these ads. Yeah, so one, one example comes to mind, actually. Um, we had one partner who they were doing display ads through Google, and they were, they were already doing those display ads, and they had very average numbers. Um, they weren't necessarily bad, but they were average. But 
when we change the messaging. By the way, real fast, do you want do you want to you want to clarify for those that are not using Google Ads what the difference is between the Google Digital or the Google Display um, ads yeah, you just yeah. talked about? Display versus search. Yeah. So search ads, when you go to Google and you type in any kind of search term, usually the first three results are gonna have a little icon that says ad beside them. Those are search ads. But then um, if you go on a website and you see some kind of banner on the side, it's got a picture or something with a button call to action. That's a display ad. So, so this community was doing uh, display ads and they had a 0.05% uh, or a 0.5% click through rate. So half a percent, that's pretty average. Uh, display ads get a lot of impressions, a lot of impressions. Um, when we changed the messaging just on the display ads, it went up to 1%. And it doesn't sound like much, but when you go from... Well, that's doubling. Right, it's doubling. But when you, you know, going from just 0.5% to 1%, when you're getting thousands and thousands of impressions, you're getting hundreds and hundreds of more clicks to your website. It made a huge difference. And so real fast too, uh, just a quick side note. It really is a good strategy, in my opinion, to do display and search because those display ads are just, they're kind of just there to, to, to be in their mind, right? They follow them around the internet. They continue to see your community. And then when they go to search nursing home in Dallas, Texas, or assisted living in Kansas City, Missouri, or whatever, um, you know, that's going to just, it's going to be reemphasized in their head, right? Yep. Marketing, a huge part of marketing is repetition, mm -hmm. right? I mean, like think about Geico. Right? How what percent of money can you save, and how long is it going to take you? They've said it to you over and yeah. over and over, and that's what's really good about those display ads. Um, in addition to the search, okay. So, so to go from your ads to click is all about the targeting and the messaging. Once you get them to the website, it's all about your call to action, right? Yeah. And for those of you that, that have heard us talk about the the story brand framework before, it comes down you want to have two calls to action. Get rid of all the other junk on your website, right? It's great that you, if, if people want to see about you, put it at the bottom. <laughs> if they want to see floor plans, put it at the bottom. We want to keep this focused on one of two things. Book a tour, set up a schedule of time to come in, and download something useful, right? Because if they're ready to get married, so to speak, and they want to come in and meet with you, that's the book a tour. But maybe they just are starting to get to know you. They want to go to dinner. They want to you know, go out to a movie a couple times uh, as we continue this metaphor. That's when we're going to just give them something valuable. Earn, start to earn your, uh, earn the trust, yeah. right? Earn their trust, uh, get to know them, and provide them with value. And so those calls to actions are the difference between, um, you know, converting, needing 50 inquiries to get 20 tours or needing 100 inquiries to get 20 tours, right? I'm sorry. From the traffic to the inquiries, I apologize. That's the your your call to action is the difference in getting fifty inquiries out of twelve hundred visitors, or twenty five inquiries out of twelve hundred visitors. Yep. And if that's off, then your ad budget goes up because now if you're not converting them with a good call to action, then you might need two thousand visitors to get fifty inquiries, and now your your numbers are are way more right, they're way higher. And so that's why these numbers are so important. And I think also what we're going to do is uh, in our Facebook group is we'll put a visual of this together so you can actually see this and print that out. Maybe we can even do like some, some fill in the blanks, Luke, so they can take it and just download it uh, and, and use that because I think that would be very helpful as well. So to go from 
now that you've gotten your 50 inquiries, right? Mm-hmm. The number one thing you've got to have to get from those inquiries to the tours is a, is a follow-up system. Yeah. Right. When, I mean, talk about when we put this in, um, for the very first time at, at, at one of your communities, what this, what this did. Oh yeah. I mean, it took them from, um, about 10, 11 tours a month to 25. So, uh, I mean, and a lot of the things they were doing previously were, uh, I mean, they, they were doing Facebook ads, Google ads, but the website looks at that time looked pretty similar to everything else. But then we changed the messaging and we actually put in a follow-up automated system that doesn't rely on, you know, a person to sit down and have to write out every response email and every text message response and every, uh, every phone call. It, it does it for them. And it just absolutely um, blew through any kind of previous, you know, monthly tour record that they held uh, just because of the, of the follow-up system. It works. And so without that follow-up system, to get 20 tours, maybe you need 100 inquiries, Yep. right? So it's all about optimizing each step of this. Um, and then to go from tours to move-ins, it's a combination of following up, continuing to follow up, and your closing ability, right? This is when a lot of y'all have really excellent marketing directors who can just, once they meet them in person, they've got them, right? Like, you know it. Uh, and so, you know, combination of them loving on those people, showing those people around, answering their questions, making them feel comfortable with their decision. That's where you go from 20 tours to four move-ins. Or if you don't have that person, then maybe you have to give 30 tours to get those four move-ins. And I hope that all, that all makes sense. If you have the better you're targeting the messaging, right? I'm going to recap this real fast. The better you're targeting the messaging the lower your, your cost per click will be, okay? And the better your call to action is on your website, the higher your conversion will be of those people. And then the better your follow-up is after they've inquired online, the more tours you're going to book. And then the better your follow-up and your closer's abilities are, the higher your conversion rate will be from tours to move-ins. But most of you, and I know this because I've literally had phone calls with almost 300 of you this year, most of you are not tracking any of these numbers. Yeah. Right? And and these are the numbers you've got to track. And you should use this same exact formula for your events. And that's how you judge if an event is good or not. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say that if you don't always convert. Like, you know, we had a, um, a, a gentleman the other day we were talking to. And they do um, a car show, like an antique car show. And they invite the whole community to come to the car show. That's one of those that it's it's at least going to get some activity going mm -hmm. and people to your community that could be a longer term play, even if it's not one of a, if it's not a higher uh, data collection event, right? Like you're not going to, you're not, it's not, it's not as hard line of an event, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but I think that's a great event. Oh yeah. Because it's just going to have activity and it doesn't cost you anything. Right. Yeah, and it, it's probably, I mean, you obviously want people to come in, see the community, but it, that's probably one of those events where it's just as much, if not more, for you know, the residents living there, right? Just something fun fun yep. for them to do, mm -hmm. too. So that that's another important consideration when putting an event together. Am I doing this for marketing, or am I doing this 
just to have something fun for our residents to do, or am I going to try and do a hybrid of both? Uh, that's that's an important question because that'll help you determine how much money should I spend actually advertising this. So go to our Facebook group. Uh, we're going to have in 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 the post about this podcast. We will post that um, that little document that's just like a fill in the blank, so you can you can figure out what do your percentages need to be, uh, and then you can adjust those. And the beauty of this is that anytime one of those is off, you know the levers you have to address to fix yep. it. Right. Um, and, and that is why when we say a more predictable marketing system, this is what we're talking about. Yep. You cannot, you know, a lot of y'all got hammered by COVID and you're looking at a lower census number than you've looked at in a long time. And so, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's that whole, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time, right? One of those, one of those forks in your hand to eat that elephant needs to be a digital strategy. And these are the these are the numbers you have to be tracking and measuring uh, in order to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke. Anything else you want to well, add? I mean, just simply put, digital guessing loses money. Digital systems make money. It, it's really as simple as that. You've got to know the exact numbers you need, or if you don't, you'll lose money. You may get there eventually, maybe, but you'll lose money along the way. Whereas if you've got a proven digital system in place you know exactly what you need where you need it uh you'll save money and you'll make more money and you'll and you'll fill your community well, much much faster well and the other thing too is people i hear people say oh well we did facebook ads they didn't work okay well there's a lot of moving parts in that mm-hmm. as we just went over for the last 20 minutes right so why did they not work was it a was it a traffic issue? Was it a, a click issue? Was it a conversion issue? Where did it break down? To say that we spent a thousand dollars on Facebook ads and we didn't get anything out of it, well, that's because you were guessing. And so, you know, like I said, that's the most expensive way to ever do any marketing is to be guessing. Get rid of that mindset and replace it with a framework. We just gave you this framework, uh, and 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 you know, this is going to make such a big difference. Uh, it, it really, really will. So, you know, again, guesswork, it's the most expensive kind of work you can do in marketing. Quit doing it. Figure out the numbers, measure them so you can manage them. And once you start managing them, get the right people in place to manage each each one of those pieces. Um, If you've got some in-house talent, that's great. Uh, If you've got a local agency, that's great. If you want someone like us who's been doing this in, in senior living exclusively, Give us a call. We'd love to help you out. Uh, love to love to chat with you and see how we can get this predictable system booking more tours and scheduling more move-ins in your community. Yep. Dallas, I think this has been really good. I hope everyone enjoys this and, and can take this and, and take the, the little graphic, the little sheet we we create and, and, and use this and, and give us some feedback. Say, you know, hey, this was helpful. Hey, can you add this to the sheet? Let us know. What can we do to make this more helpful for you? What can we do to uh, help you guess less and, and know more moving forward? I love it. Yep. Quit guessing and, and start, start growing. All right. Thanks, Dallas. Thanks. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Senior Living Marketing Success. If you want the worksheet that we referenced in this podcast, just go to our Facebook group, Senior Living Marketing Success, and you will see our posted link there.